The new black wall strategy. Do it right, feel well, live life. Economic empowerment, real tips, insight on um, the new black wall street. It's on the new black wall street. It's your host. All right, my beautiful people, man. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight here on the New Back Wall Street Book Club. You know what? I think I played the wrong music. Oh, we got to do that again. That was the DJ. That was the wrong music. New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street Book Club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. Literature's for the masses. Well, to put your money down, I how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. If we all just come together, there's no limit for us. Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. All right, my beautiful man. I ain't went nowhere. I'm still here. Uh, here with the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. Uh, you put in the book, we absolutely will find it. Reading Rainbow 2.0 uh, with a purpose. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator and CEO of ERGJ Enterprise, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and also an international best-selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club, a study of black wealth, a study of 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe if, if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. If you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. We got to kick the DJ out, I'll tell you, man. And so um, you said no sound? I, I think I'm doing good on sound. I think I Am I doing well? I think I should be doing well. Um, tonight, we're going to be continuing on in our journey to think and grow rich of black choice. Think and grow rich of black choice. And I will tell you this, guys. Um, this, is a, this is a very powerful space that we're in. In Chapter 9, I'm talking about enthusiasm. Um, and uh, as I as I come across more and more individuals who simply don't have it, it it's 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 alarming. Um, to you know, I, I was thinking about a couple people and uh, my interaction with them and how they're just they're just they're they're like it's almost flatline, like never happy, never sad, just even and it's not bad but it's not good and so tonight we're gonna have a conversation you know we're just gonna have a conversation because I don't know who else might be out there you just flatline you're still here you're still living you're still working but it's just I mean well, here's my first question what gets you excited that's uh, what gets you excited, ready to tackle the world and take on a new day. What gets you excited? Talking to a friend today, and it, I said, "There's a good person. They do. I mean, it's a great person. It's a wonderful person. But it's, it's you know, I just never hear the person excited about anything. That's a problem, I believe. Now, of course, I'm not going to tell them they got to change. I just was thinking, dang." Do, do, what get what gets you excited? I never see you smile. I don't see you frown either, but I don't see you smile. What gets you excited? What what moves you? What really lights your fire? 
You got to have something to be enthusiastic about, something to look forward to. And I, there's so many people, they just, they're just doing, they're just, they're just living. I mean, they're just existing. Taking care of what they need to take care of, taking care of responsibilities, all that good stuff. But there's, there's no zest for life. Just here. What gets you excited? I really want you to think about that tonight because we're talking about enthusiasm. We're talking about enthusiasm. This is the chapter we're in. And I just thought, I just found it ironic that as we're going through this chapter, I'm starting to notice some things. I'm a pretty pumped up guy. And I also noticed that I, I, I want to keep my fire going. I want to fuel my desire. I want my enthusiasm to have some, 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 some ammo coming in. And so I, I can't, I can't, I can't hang around flatline people for too long. I can be around them for a moment, but not for too long because man, it's it's draining. You ever you ever call someone, right? You're pumped up, you're ready to tell them something, they pick up the phone. Hello. You're like, oh, I, I probably called the wrong person this morning. I mean, just not, I mean, but then you call them back another week later. Hello. It's like. Do you ever do you ever pick up the phone and be like, hey, how you doing? So glad to hear from you. I haven't talked to you in a while. How's everything been going? Hello. I mean, it just kills the whole. I, I was going to say something, but I, I can't talk into that. I, I cannot talk into that. You know what? Let me just uh, let me call you back. Sorry, I got another phone call. I got to call you back. You're right, Mr. Mark Dan. He says some are okay with just existing. I just hope that I'm not connected to people who are just okay with existing. What lights your fire? Makes you hop out of the bed. Makes you look forward to the day. You just can't wait to do whatever it is that you like to do. What turns you on? Enthusiasm. It's contagious. I'm telling you, once you once you once you discover, it's a discovering process. And I understand everybody will find it at the same time. It's okay. It's a discovering process. And when you when you discover it, you want more of it. I mean, because that feeling that you get, your mind is, is in tune. You're like, man, you got so much energy. You feel like you're about to bust out of something. You can't wait. You're expecting. You're anticipating. You're not. Hello. Who want to talk to that? Who want to have a conversation with that? What gets you excited? What turns you on? What lights your fire? What gets you pumped up? Now, I'm not talking about something that's temporary, by the way. I'm not talking about you winning, you know, you win a little bit of money. That's temporary. It's temporary happiness, temporary joy. I'm talking about something that really gets you going and gets you going for a long time. You like to energize the bunny. You just keep going and keep going and keep going. You can refuel your enthusiasm. What gets you going? 
I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I recommend you go on this journey to figure it out. You go on the journey to figure out what really moves you. It's a whole nother level of living. It's a whole nother level of living. You go from just existing, you go from just surviving, you go to thriving in life. When you discover what turns you on and you just keep going back for more. You start to put in the process to make sure you get enough, you get some of it every day. Enthusiasm. So there we're gonna be talking about enthusiasm. Yeah, we're going through the book, Thank you, girl, but you only got two sections, by the way, so I got a little time to kind of talk to you guys. And I really, I mean, and I know for some that might be watching now or later, whenever you might see this, this is a question, and you might be saying, that's a good question. And you may not have an answer because you haven't discovered what really turns you on, what you really love. Deep down in, your, in, your, in, in the inside, you really love it. See, I love to teach. That's what I love to do. I love it when I see the light bulb go off for somebody else. I love it when someone uh, 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 evolves or, 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 or takes it to another level in their thinking and their understanding, and, and now they're a whole new person. I love it when I can help someone get to their success. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I feed off of it. To be able to help my fellow man be a better fellow man. I love it. Absolutely love it. But that's me. What about you? You love it, you love it, you love it, you love it, you want some more of it. What is that for you? Talking to another friend today. Associate, you said, you know, have some things happen in our life. We take on responsibility, get married, have kids, all that stuff. Got to wait get kids grow up. And the whole time, our responsibilities, our issues of life are crowding out our inborn desire to enjoy. And as a man, it's just about responsibility. I got to do what I got to do to take care of my family. That's honorable. But when do you start loving life? Huh? Good question to ask. When do you start loving life? And this can be very difficult for some people to talk about today. They might not see it like that. Oh, man, I'm, you know, I got the job. I'm making money. Roof over my head. I'm okay. Yeah, okay. You're okay. But are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Are you doing what you really want to do or are you just doing what you have to do? Or what you put yourself in position to do? See, when you get around people who can... um ask you some of these questions and make you think. And I want you to understand, I, I, I am very aware that 
who is on right now that you've been sent here for this conversation today. It's not a coincidence. I know that I track to myself that those who I can help because I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. And I help people. I help lift people up beyond where they would normally go. And I understand also there's not too many people, and as you probably have in your life, who will get deep with you. We avoid those conversations, don't we? Oh, you're getting too deep. I ain't come here for all that. I just want to stay in the shallow. No, I don't, I'm not a shallow type of guy. Because I know it's in the deep that you're going to find your passion. I know it's in the deep that you're going to find your treasure. I know it's in the deep. Matter of fact, there was a, a brother named, uh, I think his name was Peter. He was a fisherman by trade. And he went to work one day, just like you and I go to work every now and then. Some of us, all the time. Didn't have a good day at work. Didn't catch anything. Now, Peter, he was a fisherman because he loved to fish. That's what he loved to do. Bad day at work. He came across his teacher. Man, it's been a bad day at work. Teacher says something like this. Go back out. I need, you, I need you to cast your nets into the deep. Something like that. Not expert. I just recall the story. Now, he's like, man, I just went out there. Been toiling all day long. It ain't been a good day. Man, I'm ready to go home. Teacher said, well, I need you to go back out. Now, I think that the teacher, man, I, I'm going to paraphrase. I think that the teacher was saying something like this. I'm not going to let you leave as a failure. Something like that. Because I'm thinking that's probably what I would have said. Man, you, we ain't quitting now. I mean, we got to go back in. We ain't leaving until we get something. That's how I'm probably going to think. So I'm thinking that the teacher probably thinking the same thing. I don't know. So Peter, he says, well, that's my teacher. And I don't really want to go back out there, but my teacher said I should do it, so I'm going to listen to my teacher. So he said something like this. Nevertheless, although I just came back out from out there and it ain't been a good day, because you said I should go back out there and I should go to the deep. Everybody put the comments on the deep. And I should go to the deep. Nevertheless, that's your word. I'll go cast the net down. I'll go back to work. So it says to me that maybe Peter wasn't, he wasn't in the deep. I don't know. But he said, he said, go to the deep and cast your nets. Go to the deep and go back to work. Not go home for tea and catch something. Because this is what you love to do. My question to you, what do you love to do? That if the teacher, just like the teacher came to Peter and said, go to the deep, that you love it so much, you'll be willing to go to the deep no matter what. Now, what's the deep? I think that's something we can talk about. What's the deep? Hmm. What's the deep? Well, maybe there's some places in your life that you glossed over. You've covered because of disappointment, 
issues in life, childhood, I don't know, broken promises. And now, you don't really like going to the deep. I mean, you 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 do what you do in the safe space. When's the last time, as it relates to what you love to do, that you went to the deep? Now, the last time I went to the deep, I was hurt. I, I vowed I'd never go back. But the teacher said, go to the deep. And is it possible that you haven't had the as much success, i.e. you failed? Because that's like Peter, he wasn't in the deep. He was in a comfortable space and didn't have a good day. Is it possible that you've been fishing in a comfort area and it's time for you to go cast your nets in the deep? What's going on, A.A. Ron, my main man, Dr. Johnson? Dr. Dr. Johnson. I like that, brother. Congratulations, by the way. Doctor. Yeah, good doc is in the house. So what's the deep? What's now this now see I know y'all gonna try to get me to tell you. No, I'm gonna ask you because I'm talking about your deep. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about your deep. We're talking about this space that you you've been scared to go back to. It's not even unknown at this point. You know what's there. But there's some hesitation with going back to the deep in the area in which you love. And why am I challenging you tonight? Because if you have the courage to say what Peter said, nevertheless, and you go back to the deep, that just might be where your treasure is, your good fortune, your maximum success. More than more than enough is in the deep. Who do you have in your life that'll go to the deep with you, by the way? Who do you have in your life that'll challenge you to go to the deep? Where there's more than enough. Many of the people that are in our lives, they're just so shallow, so timid. They won't push you. Who in your life will you allow to push you to not give up, to go back out there, but go deeper? The deep. For so long, the journey, the challenge has been simply getting people to believe in themselves. And I said this in my group earlier. I said, man, if you just, if you just, the moment, the moment you begin to believe in yourself and the moment you accept the gift that's been given to you by God himself, 
your greatness. The moment you believe and the moment you accept, your whole life changes. Why do I speak like that? I've experienced it. And for those that have experienced it, you experience you, 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 it comes back, you're like, man, I've experienced this wonderful transformation. I've experienced this revelation. I've experienced this light. And I want other people to experience it. But then we have to sit back and understand that people experience things in their own time. But, but, but do you even have people that care enough? to prompt you to go to the deep. Now the deep, we know that the water is a little bit more rough in the deep. We know that the fish, they also got fish, but they also got sharks in the deep. But we also know that there's more than enough <laughs> why now here's the thing why is there more than enough because only a few will travel into the deep only a few only a few are willing to do what no one else is willing to do only a few are willing to go where no one is willing to go only a few only a few good men, only a few good women are willing to do what no one else is willing to do. Only a few. Yeah, I'll be in Birmingham soon. March, coming in March. Only a few. You know, I was thinking about the community, you know? We keep talking about practice of when you're by black and group economics. And I'm saying, I hope y'all understand, it's only going to be a few. Most of the rest of the community are going to keep doing what they've been doing. They're okay with that. It's only going to be a few. It's only going to be a talented tenth. It's only going to be a few. So even though you're you're, we're speaking to the mass and saying, here's the solution, let's just do this, it's still only going to be a few. That's history tells us this. We want everybody, but it's only going to be a few. Are you a part of the few? The few who are willing to go to the deep. The few who are willing to do what no one else is willing to do. The few who are willing to say what no one else is willing to say. The few who are, who are willing to live how no one else can afford to live. The few. Here's the beautiful thing when it comes to change in this world. It only takes a few. Big crowds I stay away from. Why? Because it only takes a few. Big crowds normally don't get a lot accomplished. It's the few who do. Oh, no, I'm saying for real. Think about it. Carpenter from Galilee came, walked the earth. He grabbed a few, 12 to be exact. Changed the world. Mark Garvey had a few. Malcolm X had a few. Martin Luther King had a few. Changed the world. 
it only takes a few who are willing to go to the deep. We only got a few people who watch it right now. So it takes a few. <laughs> I don't know who this is for. But I want you, I want you to, I want you to ask and I want you to seek. And I want you to knock. And then keep asking and keep seeking and keep knocking until you find or you discover what turns you on. That's not a switch, by the way. Some people think on and off, on, no, no, no. I'm talking about that thing that keeps you on. It turns you on and it keeps you on. Enthusiasm. Let's finish this chapter up, guys. Chapter nine. Enthusiasm. Thinking Girl Rich, a Black Choice by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. This book here is recommended by Black Enterprise, a book that should be required reading, required reading, required reading for all African-Americans committed to the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. It's an $8 book that most people, most, won't get. Only a few. <laughs> Only a few invest $8 into a book like this to change the way that they think, change their life forever. Only a few. $8. That's easy to do. My mentor taught me that what's easy to do is also easy not to do. And people simply choose not to do. Black wealth is a black choice. Let me say that again for the people in the back, the way back. Black wealth is a black choice. Until we choose it, we abuse it. We misuse it. And we lose it. Until we choose it. Went to talk to the children today, and uh, I went to yesterday and today uh, to uh, some high, uh, some middle school, high school yesterday, middle school today. And then today they asked me that wonderful question. Said, "Well, what advice would you give? You know, for me to be successful? My advice is very simple: learn to control the things that you can control." Learn to control the things that you can control. If you just simply do that, control the things that you can control, you have a phenomenal life. But if you do what most people do, which is try to control everything else but themselves, you'll have a hard life. Then I asked them, what's something that you can control? So I ask you that today. Same thing I ask the children. What's something that you can control? Same advice. You want to have a good life? You want to lead a life of success and have all the things of your dreams? Simply take control of the things that you can control. And don't worry about the rest. What's something that you can control? What's something that you can control? Can you control white supremacy? No, you can't. So don't concern yourself with it. Can you control racism? No, you can't. Stop concerning yourself with it. Can you control what Gucci did? No, you can't. Stop controlling, concerning yourself with it. Waste of time. Jamel C said, man, one thing I can control is my time. What do you mean by that? Your time. We all got 24 hours in a day. You can choose what you do with your time. 
Okay. Who else? What's something you can control? Same advice. What, what advice do you give me if I want to be successful? I'm 11 years old and I want to be successful. What should I do? Control the things that you can control. Anybody else? What's something you can control? Got a good prayer says, hey, God, help me to accept. Give me the serenity, the peace to accept the things I can't control. I can't control you. I can't control whether you'll join the Black Billionaires Club or not. I can't control that. I got peace about it. I'm okay with that. What I can control, though, I can control if I'm going to offer it to you, if I'm going to tell you about it, if I'm going to at least make you aware that it exists. I can control that. So that's what I can control. I control my attitude. I can, I can control what I watch. I can control what I listen to. I can control what I speak, what comes out of my mouth. I can control some of that stuff. I can control what I choose to read. I can control what I study. I can control who I hang around. I can control who I date, if I date. I can control where I, where and, I can control where I spend my money, where I invest my money, where I waste my money. Those things I can control. But see, I want you to tell you people that the reason why uh, we seem to be in a lot of places that we are because we're out of control and the things that we can't control and we're trying to control the things that we can't control. If you just simply concern yourself with that which is you can control, your finances, your mental well-being, your, all of that, you can control that stuff, but yet you're so distracted trying to control other stuff that you're out of control with the things that you can control. Therefore, it's totally out of control, out of whack, not working, because you're out of control. I know you don't want to hear nobody tell you that, but it's the truth. Your mind is focused on things that you can't control. When the prayer says, help me to accept the things I can't control, give me peace about it. And then give me courage to change the things that I can. So I need to identify. Everybody putting God so identify. At this time, you need to identify those things that you can control and control them. That's what you got power over, by the way. You got power over you. You want, your, you want things to get better? You get better. Take control of that, of you getting better. Be the light said, I can control where I use my time and money. Absolutely, you can control that. Let people in your life that's going to steal your time, that's going to crash your party, that's going to waste all your money. You can, Hey, you got to get up out of here because I'm in control of this right here. Got to identify these things. What when you are well, listen, listen. I want this so ingrained in you. When you come across things or people, situations, first thing you do is ask yourself, "Can I control this?" I'm telling you, going we gonna save yourself a whole lot of time, stress, heartache. Is this something I can control? 
Okay, no. Okay, should I even get involved in this then? Because this ain't nothing I can do. It ain't nothing I control over here. Should I even get involved? Should I even participate in this conversation? Look at that. Oh, my goodness. Ms. Jefferson said, I can control if I'm going to invest in myself and my gift. Absolutely, you can control that. And guess what? If you don't invest in it, ain't nobody else going to do it. I can tell you that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if we're waiting on somebody else to invest in us and our gift, oh, my goodness. Good luck with that one. Are you willing to take on that challenge? To simply focus on controlling the things you can't control. Lord, give me peace, serenity, to accept the things I cannot change. The things that are out of my control. But give me courage to change the things I can. You mean to tell me he's got to give you courage? He's going to have to give you, you got to ask for courage in order for you to start to work on getting out of debt. That's something you can change. You can change your financial future. You can change your financial, uh, uh, your, where you are fi financially right now. You can change that. You mean to tell me he's got to give you courage for you to go to the gym or work out or take a walk? Yeah, because you can change your health. You can change it, but God, I need the courage to do it. I got the, I really need the courage just to get started. See, I need the courage to get started, but man, I need the commitment to finish. But if you just help me get started, it takes courage. It takes courage to change. But it also says to me that tell you, you need some help. We need help to get the courage to change, which is why we have something called the Black Billionaires Club. Because if you could do it by yourself, we wouldn't even need prayers. We wouldn't need other people. If we could do it by ourselves, it would already be done. And we wouldn't even need to have this conversation today. Well, I think we all are mature enough to understand I can't do it by myself. So the question relies in is who are you going to depend on? Who are you going to connect with? to help you do the things that you know you can't do by yourself. You know it. Now I got to shout out Ms. Vivian, by the way. Ms. Vivian, you are, I want to tell, I know that you, 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 you know, you, you such a sweetheart and you are so loyal and committed, but you're also an inspiration and you just don't know it. And I just, I just, I just, I just hope that sooner than later, you'll get the courage to share your story. Of course, I'm not at liberty to do that because it's not my story. But man, to see you working out and going when you can and doing what you're doing, to see you getting stronger, to see you getting healthier. To see you walk up in that doctor's office and come out with a good report, honey, that takes courage. That's something you got. Everybody ain't got that. 
I want you to know. I don't know. I, I don't know where you your mind. You there may be times where you just don't. You ain't got it all. You ain't just. You feel weak. But I want to tell you, strong. You stronger than most able-bodied people out here. You got courage. Got people that are that ain't dealing with nothing, but they weak. You strong. I'm probably reading this book, but I didn't want. I'm being oh. All right, let's try to finish this up. We got two, two, two little, little, two little pieces. Enthusiastic momentum. Enthusiastic momentum. Unfortunately, many of us generate enthusiasm for short periods of time only to see the fire of our power start to die down. Enthusiasm is like a fire. Unless you continue to add fuel, it goes out. We're all familiar with the person who starts enthusiastically, but in the long run dies out. This person lacks momentum. He is operating below a productive boiling point, yet we all know that it takes but a single degree to transform water into steam. The same principle applies to achieving a goal or selling a product or service. Too often we try to sell ourselves and our ideas without that extra degree of power that is achieved with boiling point enthusiasm. For the want of one degree of pressure, we fail to achieve our goals because the enthusiasm we generate isn't consistent. It lacks momentum. It has no staying power. What's the answer? Go back to the definition of, our, of purpose, to the goals you first outlined. Go back. Go back. Go back. To the goals you first outlined as your motivation for developing enthusiasm. To sustain enthusiastic momentum, you must deliberately rebuild your belief daily. Oh, Lord. You must rebuild daily. Is there any wonder why you see me go online every day? Trying to help people, because I understand we can't do it alone. We need each other. We need some help. I'm trying to help as many people as possible to what? Rebuild every day. Trying to give them the courage to get started every day. I'm at a commitment. Rebuild your belief. If I put it down, so rebuild my belief. You gotta rebuild it every day. Guess what happens when you take the day off? The weeds begin to grow in the garden. Yeah. That's what happens. When you take the day off, the weeds begin to grow. They're getting to sprout in the garden. What's the garden? Your mind, your heart. You don't want to let the weeds grow. Rebuild your belief. This rebuilding comes about through a constant review of the goals you hope to achieve. This is why we get back to what do you want? Did you write it down? Do you know exactly what you want? Because you can come back to it, and that will help you to rebuild your belief. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I have a clear, definite goal. And by golly, I'm going to reach that goal. But I know too many people, they don't have a clear goal. They have an idea of what they want. 
but they are not definite in what they want. Having those goals in the forefront of your mind, write them down. Burn them into your memory. Make them an obsession. Make them an obsession. So I asked a good brother of mine today. So I was thinking about this thing, chewing on it. Man, there's something I could say to help this brother out. I thought about these things called goals. And I wondered, man, have you even made your goal an obsession? So I asked him, I said, hey, as you think about your goal right now, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. You think about your goal right now, whatever that is that you say you want to do, where will you be in 365 days if from this day forward, you gave that thing that you say that you want to do your all? Where will you be in 365 days if every day for until this time next year, you gave this thing that you said that you want to do, right? I didn't tell, I didn't, I didn't get to tell you that's just you what you should do. You said that's what you want to do. And you gave it 100%. 100% of your time, 100% of your energy, 100% of your attention, 100% of your focus, 100% of your thought power, 100% of your belief, 100% of your faith. Where do you think you'll be? Where do you think this thing will be that you say that you want? If you simply gave it the attention that it deserves, if it's something that you say you really want to do, or it's something that you say you really want to have, or it's something that you say you really want to accomplish. Now notice the key word, you say. Not I say, not mama say. Not sister say, not husband or wife say, you say you won't. It only stands to reason that if it's something that you want, that you would give it your all to go get it. Not many people want to do that, though. To do all that they can, to get all that they want. But guess what? I'm so glad I'm not talking to many people. I'm so glad that tonight I'm talking to the few. The few who are willing to do everything that's necessary to have all that they want in this life. Enthusiastic momentum ensures a source of compulsive energy that never runs down and never wears out. It unlocks talents, abilities, and ideas sufficient to overcome any obstacle. Enthusiasm can help you realize more of your full potential and share in the excitement, the zest, and the enjoyment of lasting success. Right? So Be The Light said, I think about it every day. That's great. Thinking is good. That's a start. What are you gonna do about it though? Think, 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 think. Here's what I found. The more that I do, the less I gotta think about it. The more that I do, the more of what I was thinking about is done, that clears up space in my head. 
The more that I actually write down that stuff that I'm thinking about, the less I got to think about because it's down somewhere. Write it down. Get it out your head. Get it out your head. Get it out of your head. That's that's one of the that's one of the quickest ways for you to not to have to think about it. Uh, then think about it. That's one of the quickest ways for you to relieve some anxiety. Get it out of your head. The power of enthusiasm. When Ralph Waldo Emerson said, every great and commanding movement in the annals of the world is a triumph of enthusiasm. He's speaking not only in a historical context, but also the common events of everyday life. Enthusiasm is the outward reflection of inner confidence. You can command every situation in life by taking each step with enthusiasm. Enthusiasm isn't for sale. You can't buy it, but you can create it. Everybody put your on create. You can create it. And once created, it's your greatest single source of productivity. Man, you ever seen some person that was moving with a sense of urgency because they was on fire? They had some enthusiasm about their walk, about their talk, about their work ethic. You was like, let me get out of the way because this is a person that's going somewhere. Let me get out of the way because this is a person that's on a mission. You ever seen that? You know what that looks like to be around somebody that's, they got to get it. Head down, walk straight, moving towards their destination. That's why I say you get in my way, you're getting run over. And what's great is the single greatest source of production. Consider enthusiasm PowerPoints. It is a knowledge indicator. It registers in letters 10 feet tall. It produces energy. Just as every living plant through photosynthesis draws energy, increasing energy from the sun, so can the brilliance of your enthusiasm draw unlimited zeal and excitement. Self-projected enthusiasm is a, as much a part of your personality as your smile, your posture, or your handshake. This is what I was saying, man. I was around people. And I'm like, y'all ain't, you ain't never enthusiastic. You ain't never uh, excited. You ain't never, I, I, I can't, they call it lukewarm. And I'm saying to myself, I cannot, I will not make it a habit of being around lukewarm people. Uh-uh. That's too hard of a battle. I mean, I'd rather, listen, I'd rather be around cold people. They enthusiastic, they enthusiastic about doing something bad, doing something not so good. At least they're enthusiastic about it. It might be wrong, but they're enthusiastic. But the lukewarm person, they're not hot or cold. That's even worse. You think cold is bad, try lukewarm. No one can be exposed to its uh, radiant force without being favorably affected. Enthusiasm can't be denied. Enthusiasm can't be denied. It is power, unlimited power. Now, all of us have seen examples of direct opposites in our business and personal lives. One person talented and well-educated holds back and allows another who is equally gifted 
uh, to press on to win recognition and prestige. Why? The answer lies within the power of enthusiasm. One man has developed enthusiasm while the other has not. One man has an insatiable desire for, for knowledge. The other is satisfied by what he knows. One man is excited by his outlook and the possibilities it presents. The other is bored and confined by his circumstances. Have you grasped the formula for enthusiasm? If so, then take hold of it and form habits. Form habits. Everybody put in the comments on form habits. Now, it's one thing for us to say this. It's one thing for us to read it. It's going to be another thing for us to do it. See, here's the, here's the, here's the interesting thing. If I was to ask you right now, what are some habits that successful people do, that they have? You'll be able to tell me. You list them off. Oh, they do this and they do that. They do this and do that. Then I'm going to ask you, well, is that something that you do? It's so easy for us to see and to perceive and to understand what others are doing. It's really simple. I just need to do what they do. Are you willing to do it? That's why I say knowledge is not knowledge by itself is not power. To know better does not mean that you'll do better. We know, we know their habits. We know that they read. We know that they write down their goals. We know that they don't procrastinate. We know these things. We know it. We know they get up early. We know it. Do we not know that by now? 2019, the habits of the successful, the habits of the wealthy. Do we not know that at this time? Yes, I think we do. I think we can agree that we pretty much know what they do as far as their habits are concerned. Well, then that bears the question, are we willing to do it? That's it. Are we willing to do what they are willing to do so we can have some of the things that they are willing to, that they they can afford to have. It's just that simple. But some of us would rather lean on, dwell on that which we know, instead of leaning on that which we do. Think I can? I will. Assure yourself that you can do it, and you will do it because you believe in yourself and the powers of accomplishment. Saturate yourself with, saturate yourself with, saturate yourself with confidence and belief. Fear and indecision can't possibly live in that kind of environment. When such belief is firmly embedded into your consciousness, you'll be a true enthusiast, a master of thoughts that breathe and words that burn. We know what they do. We know how they, what they practice. We know the habits that leads to success. We know the habits that leads to goal accomplishment. We know the habits that lead to building wealth. We know these habits. So it's not about what we know. That's good that you know. But if you're not doing that what you know, then you're just like the person who doesn't know. No better, no different. So it's not about what we know. It's about what we choose to practice.
It's what you choose. This is why black wealth is a black choice. Said formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. I chose fortune. My choice. It's my choice. I don't know what your choice is, but my choice is fortune. A lot of people choose living. I choose fortune. I hope that other people choose fortune too, but I can't concern myself with what other people choose. I know what I'm choosing, and that's what I'm going to do. This is New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ZRGJ, Certified Financial Educator, CEO of VRGJ Enterprises. And we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club today. As we said earlier, if you could do it by yourself, it'd already be done. And maybe that's why it ain't done, because you keep trying to do it by yourself. Why not make a $10 decision and join a group of people that can help you move further and faster You want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, you want your ideas to go far. You want your business to go far. You want your money to go far. Go together. I want you to remember this, man. It takes a village. starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. Guess what? That's enough. I pray to God reserve each and every one of you that he would sustain you tonight as you think about some things, meditate on some things, and make a decision to be better and to do better so you can have better. Until next time, Mr. DJ, hit the music. Wall Street Book Club with your host Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't gotta leave the computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Book Club. Yeah. New Black Wall Street. The New Black Wall Street.